0: Well, um, I just want to start with, I went to bed early last night, because I was a little tired, and I woke up to, that's a winner! Yeah, go How about those cards last night? I went to bed early, because it was getting a little, little, little chancy in my living room. It was getting a little chancy, I thought, oh, I'm... I'm going to go on and go to bed now so I don't have to hear the weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, um, and I heard this, it's a winner. So Joe and I have been watching a lot of cards lately. And, um, you know, it struck me that the, this year the Cardinals have either won big or lost big, right? There has been a, a win of 15 to 2 or a loss of 15 to 2. And they've had those great big wins and losses too in the ninth inning. They've pulled it out, like in the ninth, or they've lost it all in, in, the, uh, in the ninth. And sometimes they are in the zone, and sometimes they don't even know where the zone is, you know? Well, I've heard it said that baseball players, that when they're in the zone, every pitch looks like a big watermelon, hand you know, just heading toward them. They couldn't miss it. Well, the Cardinals, you know, they're fine in the zone right now. They're picking a few watermelons right now. But we pray that continues on. And it may be a miracle of God that they get a wild card spot. But we're in this third week of the series where we're talking about this very thing in the zone, being in the zone, dwelling with God, being in God's zone. And God wants us to live our life in the zone. Can you say that? Be in the zone, be in the zone, right? Not just occasionally, not just randomly. But God wants us to dwell in God's word daily. That's the way that we can meditate on God's word. We can be in the God zone. And as Pastor Tim said last week, God prepares us. Studying God's word prepares us for whatever storm, whatever thing is headed our way, that we're prepared in the spirit. We are prepared by God's word to face that. And God's word, as the psalmist says in Psalm 119, is a light unto our path. We're going to read it together in just a little bit. But he says, it is a light unto our path. So I've told this story before, long, long time ago. But when we lived in Marshall, Texas, I was working with youth then, youth ministry. And uh, we just finished a youth ministry meeting And um, there was one of those storms that popped up, you know, like one of those straight-line wind storms. And it hadn't gotten real bad. We we could feel it kind of gearing up, and I thought, I can make it home. That was my first mistake. I can make it home. So I hopped in my car, and I'm headed toward the home. I realized I was in trouble when there was a utility shed meeting me rolling down the hill, okay? And I knew I was in trouble then dodged that, came in closer to home, and when I turned into my street, there were trees down everywhere. It's pouring rain. I'm blocked between where I pulled into my street to the drive of my house, and so I think, well, I parked in the neighbor's, neighbor's driveway, and I'm thinking, what should I do? So I get out of my car in all of my smartness, I get out of my car and I think I can make a run for it. It is pitch black. I cannot see anything. And then the lightning struck across the sky and as it did, I realized I was standing with power lines down all around me. I froze. I could not see anything in the dark. I couldn't figure out where I needed to to walk next to miss a power line so I just froze. Again, not one of my smarter moments. And I start screaming for Joe at the top of my lungs. And every time a lightning would come across the sky, I would run, right, to where I could see again. And I'd freeze again. But Joe hears me screaming outside the house and comes with a flashlight and comes to my rescue. My my white knight, right? <laughs> comes to my rescue. And said what were you thinking (laughs) right and so um i in the dark i could not see a thing and i certainly risked injury death even by trying to make it on my own the psalmist in psalm 119 is saying that god's word lights the way god's word lights the way and when we study god's word when we dwell in god's word we can see clearly enough to dodge the down-to-power lines of sin and destruction all around us. I'm going to read it from the Message Translation. Um, and you have that in an insert. I believe they, had, they handed that out to you in an insert. So you can follow along if you like. This is a paraphrased translation by Eugene Peterson, translated from the original language. And a lot of times I get... a deep meaning from reading this translation. It's easy to understand, and it's a way to kind of dive into God's Word in a different way outside of the older language. And so, hear this in Psalm 119, verses 105 through 112, the message translation. By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I've committed myself, and I'll never turn back from living by your righteous order. Everything's falling apart on me, God. Put me together again with your word. Adorn me with your finest sayings, God. Teach me your holy rules. My life is as close as my own hands, but I don't forget what you have revealed. The wicked do their best to throw me off track. But I don't swerve an inch from your course. I inherited your book on living. It's mine forever. What a gift. And how happy it makes me. I concentrate on doing exactly what you say. I always have and always will. Now then, when you're studying God's Word, sometimes it's, it's good to read it in different translations. A lot of us, um, my age, I'm showing my age here, kind of grew up in Sunday school class learning it in an older language, the New Revised Standard version, and some of our memory verses are in that. So I'm going to read it from the New Revised Standard now, and you probably will recognize some of these words. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How many of you have memorized that growing up, okay? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. I'm severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your decrees are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. Beautiful words. Now then, Psalm 119 is the longest of the 150 psalms in our Bible, and also gets the award for the longest chapter in the Hebrew Bible of 176 verses. And what it is, it's a poem, and it's called The Long Acrostic an alphabetic acrostic in which each of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet begins eight eight lines of poetry in each section. Notice the verb in verse 105. I want to focus back in on verse 105. Your lamp... What is the verb? Is. You guys took English class, right? (laughs) Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He doesn't say the word was a lamp or was a light. He said the word is a lamp, is a light. Now, that immediately tells us that there's something about the Bible that that we need to remember, that God's word is living and active and moves in us as we read it, as we have this encounter with God. I want, you, I want to play a fill-in-the-blank for a moment. You only need a lamp and a light if you are in the fill-in-the-blank. Dark, right? Dark. We're born into what I call brokenness, the human condition. Others call it spiritual darkness. And that's why Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born again. Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised that I said to you, you must be born anew. Now, Jesus isn't teaching that we have to be physically out of the womb again. He's talking about a spiritual birth. If we skip on down to verse 19 in the Gospel of John, here in this chapter, it says, This is the basis for judgment. The light came into the world, and the people love darkness more than the light, for their actions are evil. You don't have to be in the world too long to know that, right? That we have darkness all around us, sin around us, and the light reflects and shows us that. Verse 20, all you, all who do wicked things hate the light and don't come to the light for the fear that their actions will be exposed to the light. Whoever does the truth comes to the light so that it can be seen that their actions were done in God. Now then, this is in the Gospel of John. And if we go all the way back to the first chapter in the Gospel of John, we hear these words, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Do you hear that? The Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life. And the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. Now, who's the gospel writer talking about here? Jesus. That's right. He's talking about the logos, the word, the the word that pitched his tent among us. God who came in flesh and bone and showed us light and life. And that everything came through him. Jesus is the full revelation of God's word. And that's why we need to be in God's word every day. We need to be in the zone. We need to flip the switch. Turn the light on in our lives. So that God can impart upon us the reading of his word by the power of the Holy Spirit. Any relationship takes work. Can I get an amen? in? any relationship takes work. It just doesn't come like that. We have to be in conversation and communication. We have to spend time with those that were in relationship. Well, it's the same with God. We have to be in a relationship with God. Nikki was here yesterday. She was reading from her Bible. And her Bible, not too much bigger than this Bible that I'm holding here, was just falling apart. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I lost my one of these things that marks the place where the scriptures go. She goes, oh, now that's gone. You know, she spends time in God's Word. She spends time in a relationship in prayer in God's Word. Every relationship takes time takes energy, takes love, takes grace. Think about it this way. A lamp shows you where you are, right? If I flip on a lamp, it shows me where I am. The light shines out. It shows me where I'm going to go. A lamp pinpoints your destination, and a light points your future direction, Now, when you use that analogy, you can understand what it means to flip the switch and get into God's zone, God's word. I have two dogs. I have Millie and Penny. Millie is a Cavachon. My husband loves Millie because she does not shed. She does not shed. She's got that, you know, hypoallergenic kind of thing. She doesn't shed. I find a tuff of hair maybe occasionally, but she just doesn't shed. Penny, she's a full-blooded King Charles Cavalier, and she sheds a little bit. But she's also very, very loving. Oh, did you say your baby, Addie Grace? Penny says, Addie Grace comes into the door, and she says, Oh, my baby, when she sees Penny. Penny just loves all over you. And sometimes when I go into the bathroom and flip on the lamp, I see what I look like. She's shed all over me. I need to get the roller brush and clean up or I need to change shirts. The lamp shows us what's really going on, how we can see where we are. God's lamp shows us where we are, our human condition, what's going on. But a light unto my path shows us where we're going in God. In God's Word shows us where we are going. Anybody heard that saying, everything is clear in the light of day? Yeah. hmm Sometimes when you get up in the morning, then the dawn is just kissing the earth. And then as you watch it start to rise, you can see farther and farther, right? That's the way God's Word is. It kisses our soul and shows us The light can show us where we're going in God's Word, how we can grow, how we can offer grace, how we can offer forgiveness, how we can be in a relationship with God, loving God. Psalm 37 says, Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust Him. He will act and make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like high noon. He will show you the path. He will show you what it means to live in God's Word. So get in the zone, flip the switch, whatever analogy you want to use. God wants you to be in God's Word, not so that you can memorize and pop it off like this, but so that you can understand more of God's love and God's grace. Be in that relationship with God. Let the light of Christ shine upon you because everything in the Bible is pointing to the Logos, the the one who pitched his tent among us. And in doing so, you will see where you are and where you need to go. We've given you some tools over this series of how to study God's Word. The first one I gave you was the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. What does scripture say? What does the church say about this in tradition? What do my experiences say about this? What does my mind tell me? How do I reason through that? That's Wesleyan quadrilateral. The next one Pastor Tim gave you last week was called SOAP. And that was the SOAP approach to reading with a journal, writing it down. So writing down the scripture and then what do you observe about that? How do you apply that in your life? Application, and then finally, prayer. Prayer about how God can move and use you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then I want to give you one more. This is the three question approach. There are tons of Bible readings out there, Bible uh, daily readings that you can pick up on Uversion or your favorite Bible app. But this is a three question approach What does this teach me about humanity? What does this teach me about God, and what is it teaching me? It's just a three-question approach. After you've read through the Scripture, you've read through the story, you've read through the poem, you've read through the oral parable, whatever it is, what does this teach me about humanity? What does this teach me about God, and what is it teaching me? All of these are ways in which you can flip the switch and get in the zone with God's Word. Um, Our band has left the building. So we're going to just close in prayer. And I'm going to thank God for all of you. And I'm going to thank God for the breath in my lungs and the the love in my heart today. And I'm going to ask you to join me. Gracious and holy God, thank you for your spirit that washes through us. Thank you the breath in our lungs. Thank you for the love in our hearts. Help us to see you. May your light shine down upon us, God, and may we see it like the high noon, the dawn of day, that you would light a path for us and show us how we can offer grace in this world around us and be a light, and be a light for others in you. May we dwell in your word this week, O God. In Jesus' name, and all of God's children said, amen. Have a blessed week, church. Go in the light of Christ today. Amen. Glad you could join us.